Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby, Mary Kate Cabot, Ashley Bastock here recording this on a Wednesday night around 7 o'clock. And we're going to start with the topic of the day, I guess, which is the Browns tackle situation. Uh, We don't know who's going to start where. Obviously, the Browns have been without Jack Conklin for a while now. They will be without Jedrick Wills for at least the next four weeks, but probably the next six weeks uh, after his injury. So they're trying to decide what to do at tackle. And Kevin Stefanski today was not going to tell us anything. He said uh, they have options. That's all he said over and over again when they were all thrown at him. So I thought we'd do this today. Let's be, let's be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I want to know what both of you would do if you were Kevin Stefanski and you were facing this decision with Baltimore on Sunday, the Steelers on uh, next Sunday, so two fierce AFC North pass rushes coming. Let's all put on our coaches' hats and let's make this decision. Mary Kay, what would you do if you were sitting up there and you had to answer the question, what do you guys do in a tackle on Sunday? Well, I would first need to know, and maybe you can't answer this for me, Dan, but I would first need to know, is Dewan Jones playing? Right. So let's say for the purposes of this that he is, because obviously he mispracticed with a shoulder and it was a knee injury, right? was the other part of that. So let's just say for the purposes of this discussion, so that we don't have to really dig into the the tackle depth chart here. Let's say that Dewan Jones is playing Sunday. Well, that makes it easy for me. If he's playing, then I know what I would do. I would keep everybody exactly where they're at. And I would plug James Hudson in at left tackle. And I would give him the chipping help that he needs. Um, And one of the people that I would use to help in that endeavor would be Nick Harris. I would, I would have Nick Harris trying to help hold off whoever, um, you know, Jadavian or whoever's going to be rushing on that side. Um, I don't think you want to upset the apple cart by switching up too many positions. And today James Hudson was practicing at, at right tackle. Now, I don't know if this is just some gamesmanship they're engaging in to try to throw off the Ravens. It could be that. I mean, all is fair in love and football. I mean, that's just how it is. So I don't know if that's what's going on. But, um, you know, I do think that um, that's the best way to go because, you know, offensive linemen work off of each other. And DeWand, if he's playing, you know, he's already kind of got his mojo down over there. 
on the left side. He's doing a really nice job in pass blocking. Uh, he would probably be holding off Clowney and Kyle Van Noy and some of these other guys. Um, next week, we know he's going to take on TJ Watt, who they really don't move around too much. So I would keep the status quo. And um, as far as Joel is concerned, you know, this is a defense. And next week, uh, it's a defense where the interior linemen are also really stout and strong. So you don't want to weaken the inside of your line either. Uh, so that's what I would do. And, you know, put, you know, put Nick in there at times because there are going to be times where I think James might need a little bit more than a back or a tight end uh, to help him out. So I would get a little bit creative with, with the protection and how to help him. Okay. So let's discuss this option a little more here, Ashley. This is the, I don't know if I call it the safe option, but this is the straightforward, Hey, you guys out. We're just going to slide another guy in right where that guy is. And everybody else gets to stay where they are and, and stay happy. It's probably the easiest and most common sense solution of, I mean, I don't know what you and I are going to throw out, but it, this is the, this is the most like, this is the most seamless way they could do this. Yeah. And like, can I have, I'll just going to be upfront and say, this is what I was going to say, but there are like a couple other options. Like I can throw out for talking points, but to advance what Mary Kay was saying, the biggest reason ultimately why I I've kind of come around. I think on Sunday night, I was all for this idea of maybe try to wand at left tackle since like, we know that's kind of what he ultimately wants to do anyway. And if it works out, you don't know, you know, well now I think it's different because we also know that Jed is going to be able to come back this year, that this wasn't a season ending injury. I think a lot of what I was talking about was predicated upon is this going to be longer term for Jed Wills? And we know he doesn't need to have season-ending knee surgery. It wasn't him totally blowing out his knee and things like that. But I'm also thinking ahead to not only like not upsetting the status quo and letting the rookie who's played pretty well stay on the right side where he's done a good job so far, I am also kind of thinking about the Steelers week and – what you want James Hudson to do there because we have seen James Hudson go against the Steelers on the right-hand side the last two years and have to go against TJ Watt. And like Mary Kay said, the Steelers don't move their guys around the way that the Browns defensive line does. And maybe like they will move TJ around next week, but I think like just to go after James Hudson on the other side, but historically it is not something that they do. And last year against the Steelers in that game, when he had to start for Jack Conklin on the right-hand side, he gave up four pressures that tied his season high. Um, And then I'm on PFF and just pulling up the 2021 numbers. He had a 38.9 pass block grade in that game. He gave up three sacks. He gave up five pressures. Um, So last year wasn't quite as bad, but like it hasn't been pretty for him against TJ Watt. And Dewan Jones didn't do all that bad against TJ Watt. So like, why upset the apple cart this week to, you know, then probably move it back next week? It just doesn't make sense to me. James has been training as a swing tackle. I think this is ultimately what makes the most sense. And I'm really thinking about the next two weeks as a combo package. Okay. So that's option one. This is like, if I've, I don't know how many people out there have seen the movie Clue. This is like the end of the movie Clue when they, they throw the different endings out um, at the end. Ashley, you said that that was your choice, so you've got to come up with another one. 
I'll I'll let you go here and see what you can cook up. Can I oh. interject for yeah, one go second? Ahead, yes, go and give me time. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we should raise the stakes. Maybe not right now, but I do think we should raise the stakes and say what would we do if DeWand also doesn't play because that's a real possibility right now. Yeah. So I think we should explore. That's what for sure along the avenue I was thinking for this. And okay. we'll do two. We'll do two versions here. Okay. Yeah. So, so like I'm like again. I'm saying it's like this is this is the version I think that makes the most sense is what Mary Kay has thrown out there. Um, and I do think it makes it tough because in this idea, like a perfect scenario is the Browns could plug Michael Dunn in because in my scenario, I'm moving Joel Batonio over to left tackle and keeping James Hudson at right tackle. But then I do not know who you plug in at guard. Probably maybe Luke Whipler is like the most likely option right now. Um, or I don't know if Nick Harris can play guard. Like I'm just spitballing ideas at this point. But I do think like Joel, I know doesn't, it seems like he's not too fond of having to play left, left tackle in the past, but he will do it if he has to, obviously. He's a guy that's going to do whatever it takes to help the team. So if you are stuck without DeWand, I do think that is the next most logical option because I do think Joel is more reliable on that left side. Just by nature of who he is, he's so good. He can step over a spot if you need him to. So, so Mary Kay, if DeWand were to be out on Sunday, would that be your move then? Would that be the move when you would? Okay, so that wouldn't be your move. Um, no. Joel, I think Joel is really interesting to move to left tackle. Um, I was thinking about throwing that out as, as my option regardless. Um, and we've seen him do it. Like he did a pretty good job of it back in 2021 when the Browns were getting hit with COVID and, and they kind of sprung Joel Batonio left tackle on all of us. That was, you know, Kevin was real secretive and obviously, you know, everybody had, actually Kevin was out in that Raiders game too, wasn't he? Um, but everybody, you know, nobody knew who was going to play where, and then we get to warm ups, and it's like, oh, look, there's Joel at left tackle. So they kind of sprung that on on everyone. So I don't know, and Kevin certainly didn't rule that out today. Now that might have just been Kevin deciding that, hey, you guys throw a hundred options out there, so the Ravens have to think about them all, and I'm just going to leave all of them wide open. But he certainly didn't rule it out. The only thing that would give me pause, Mary Kay, especially if Dewan Jones is playing. The only thing that would give me pause is what Ashley was talking about in the guard situation. If Michael Dunn were healthy and he's got one more game, at least on IR here, if he were healthy, I would be more comfortable moving Joel out. But if I've got to move Joel to left tackle and now I've got to put Nick Harris or Luke Whipler in it at guard, or I don't know, maybe James Hudson at guard. I don't know if I have to change up my guard rotation and it's not a guy that I really absolutely trust there. I don't know if I'm making myself better by moving Joel out there and kind of cobbling together the the guard position, especially with the way this team has sort of struggled to run the football. So I, I'd be a little nervous about this one. If Dewan Jones is playing, I will just say this, this would be my, Oh, both tackles are out. Yeah. Joel, you got to get out there. That would, Hmm. that's when I would entertain it. But the guard situation behind Joel, as long as I have one of my tackles, I don't necessarily love. Yes, I, I would agree with you on that. And uh, it does get a little dicey with Michael Dunn out because there are not a ton of real obvious options for you for what you would do in the event that you need to replace 
both of these guys. Um, I think what I would do is, uh, do you want me to say what I would do if DeWand is out as well? Yeah, go for it. Um, in that scenario, I would move Joel to left tackle. I would put James at right tackle. And I would put Nick Harris at guard. Because Nick has gotten his feet wet a lot. He's gotten plenty of reps over the last couple of weeks. And he's kind of in the flow a little bit. I would, I think I would feel better about doing that. And, you know, he's just been around long enough. You know, he, he just, he knows the scheme. He knows what's expected of him. And now he's got some reps underneath his belt and he's hungry to play and prove and show what he can do. So I would throw him in at, at guard. I think that would be the better option of anybody that you have up right now. Now things could change next week if Michael Dunn can come back. But for this week, that's what I would do if you don't have either Jed or Dewan. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I think that's the scenario where I would, um, where I'd move, where I'd kick Joel to left tackle. Okay. Let me just ask you this. Aren't you guys a little curious to see Dewan Jones at left tackle? Aren't you just a little bit like, yeah, don't you sort of want to see what it looks like? And Hey, you got six weeks here. Maybe this is a good opportunity to see what Dewan can do. I know you got to win games. Obviously, that's your number one priority. You're not trying guys out for next season. But this does present an opportunity to see if Dewan Jones can handle left tackle and what he can do over there. And I think that would be what I would do. Again, obviously, Dewan Jones would have to play. And he'd have to get back on the practice field Thursday. I'd actually have to see him out there and be able to rep him out there. Like if this were a situation where we're going up to Friday and he hasn't practiced yet, I think it's a, he's got to be my right tackle then. But if he's back on the practice field tomorrow, Thursday, today, when you're hearing this, I kind of am intrigued at the Dewan Jones left tackle thing. And there's a part of me as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, that wants to see what Dewan could do in that situation. Is that enough, Mary Kay, to justify moving him over there? I think it is, but I wouldn't do it in these two games. These two games are too important, and he's too rock solid at right tackle. Um, so, and we have to remember that even though he's big Thanos and he's huge and he's got good hands and his footwork is good, um, it still would be an adjustment. His brain would have to flip flop. And even though I know he thinks it's pretty easy to do, it might be a little harder than he thinks it's going to be. So I would keep him at his position of strength for these two very important games. Very, very important games. If you lose in Baltimore, you know, your chances of winning the division are starting to dwindle, like really starting to dwindle. So this is a vitally important game. So I don't think I would do it for this week. And... I don't think I would do it for next week when you have to deal with TJ Watt. I mean, I don't think you should put James Hudson over there against TJ Watt. I really don't. Even if you're going to chip him with somebody, I, I just don't think that that's the way to go when you've got uh, Dewan able to do that. But I, I would do it. And I think it's a, a good idea. You know, maybe you do it for the, you know, for the final, how many ever games that Judd's going to be out. And by the way, you know, when I was told that he was going to be out about 
six games, there was a little plus or minus that came with that. So, you know, who knows? He could he could miss the next seven games. I mean, he he could really struggle to come back from this because this is, you know, this is sprained two different sprained ligaments and some bone bruises. And, you know, we know he had an ankle injury that lingered in 2021. So who knows if he's even going to come back. And then when he does come back, is he even going to be effective? So I would try Dewan Jones at left tackle at some point during Jed's absence and see what you have over there. But I would probably do it during a game when you don't have some ferocious pass rushers coming at you. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I've thought that with Jed's injury. Like, you know, it is a, I mean, there is, it is a knee injury. It's not an easy injury to come back from. So, you know, is he going to be able to get back on the field seven weeks after, seven games after the injury? I don't know. You're, I mean, like, I think you're right. There is a scenario that he's not back this year. Um, but um, obviously it's, it's not like a surgery thing or anything like that. So that's good. But we'll see. Ashley, are you tempted by this? This Dewan, is it tempting enough for you to to do it right now? I don't know. It's hard because I was, like, you know, I was really tempted by this on Sunday. Um, And I don't know if I'm tempted enough right now to do it. It's like, it's hard. It is tempting because I am curious, like, long term what he does look like there. But like Mary Kay pointed out, it's like the problem is, is these next two games and the fact that it is division games and how much do you want to kind of move and piecemeal things together and spring new things on multiple guys, as opposed to like springing new things on one guy, if you have that option ultimately. So I don't know. It's tough. I am tempted just because of how big he is and like how good he has played. And ultimately just thinking about his, future and his potential and things like that like if i'll put it this way if they do do that i'm not gonna necessarily be like why are they doing this because i understand the long-term rationale but i still think it's just not the first thing i would do if dewan jones can play it's not like oh my gosh they have to do this or they're crazy for me like i think it's okay if they don't but if they do do it i'm not gonna be real bent out of shape about it Okay, I want to throw one more wild card at you guys, and I have to pull up the roster before um, before I can do this. But I'll just throw this out there because this is not unheard of from Kevin Stefanski or the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, we talked to James Hudson today, and James told us he was working on the right side. And Kevin, when he was asked on Monday, said, yes, James is our swing tackle. But Mary Kay... Are we sure that it might not be like a Leroy Watson going out there at one of these tackle spots on Sunday or uh, Alex Leatherwood or someone else on this, one of these other tackles on this roster that as the week goes along, they might decide it's not going to be James Hudson? I don't think so. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think James is the next man up. I really do. I just think it's a matter of where they're going to use him. And, you know, they really were working him very closely next to uh, Wyatt Teller today. So I I think there is something to be said for the fact that they're thinking about putting him potentially on the right side. I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to believe that they want to do that. Even Wyatt Teller was uh, someone that was saying that you really don't want to jumble up too many positions and create any weaknesses elsewhere along the line. 
Um, but they were practicing him there. Now, maybe they can do that because he is their swing guy and he just has gone back and forth so much over the last three years that it's no big deal. And maybe they're just trying to confuse the Ravens right now. And if anybody thinks that that stuff doesn't happen in the NFL, then I have some kind of swampland to sell you because that absolutely does happen in the NFL. So I don't know if they're playing. I don't know what they're doing, but he was kind of locked up with Wyatt Teller today. So that's why, you know, when he said, when he said, I'm working on the right side today, a lot, the leap a lot of us made was, oh, maybe that means Dewan Jones is going to move to left tackle. But Ashley, is there a chance that maybe it means that he's going to play the right side if Dewan doesn't go and somebody else could be lining up to play the left side? I don't know. I'm like so lost at this point with all the different scenarios we have thrown out. Like maybe, I don't know. Like they genuinely, it's just so hard to read what's gamesmanship at this point and what's not for me. I feel like I'm confused by the scenario possibilities that are left. And I think something we've already said is going to happen. I'll leave it at that. I'm genuinely just, I don't, I don't know at this point. I feel like this is probably how Kevin Stefanski said, felt sitting up there. When one and by one, we were like, what about this? And he's like, we have options. What about that? We have options. What about this person that just got added to the practice squad? We certainly have options. They have options. And uh, Alex Van Pelt will tell us everything we need to know tomorrow when we talk to the coordinator. So real quick before we go, uh, Mary Kay, anything else from today that that stood out to you? Obviously, Deshaun Watson spoke. Um, what, what kind of stood out to you from him? Well, you know, from Deshaun, I think, you know, the thing, my takeaway from Deshaun was that he absolutely is acknowledging that the shoulder is a work in progress. And even though he doesn't want to admit that he struggled on those short passes, because why would you do that? Why would you go and tell Jadavian and Patrick and Kyle and Roquan that you're having difficulty completing a short pass. I mean, like, you're just never going to do that. But the truth of the matter is we know what, um, you know, we know that he struggled on those short passes. So we don't, you know, we don't need him to tell us that. We could see it. I mean, I, I looked, I watched them again today, and I counted at least five in the first half of the game that were just, like, off. Um, so he did acknowledge that, you know, that his shoulder is a work in progress and he won't put any percentages on where he's at or say if he's better than he was heading into the Cardinals game or anything like that. Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's going to be 100 percent for the whole rest of the season. I mean, this is a, a rotator cuff injury for a quarterback. It's a very difficult thing to deal with. Um, so that was my takeaway from him. And then I just um, posted, you know, some stuff from the Ravens. And it was pretty interesting that, you know, Patrick Queen is over there acknowledging and admitting that, yeah, we, it is a motivating factor for us that we get to go against the number one defense in the NFL. And we feel like we're not getting the respect that we deserve on defense. And we would like a little bit more respect ourselves. And uh, so they're over there, you know, they're starting to talk uh, a pretty tough game. I mean, you had Roquan Smith say a few other things, not to the extent that he did when he was coming here, but he did say, we're going to welcome them here, lock the gates and slug it out. 
and I like us. And, you know, I mean, that that's those are good, colorful quotes. Well, we wouldn't give to have quotes like that coming out of the vanilla Browns locker room, right? I mean, we do, we're not getting stuff like that. Uh, in fact, we asked Anthony Walker. I asked Anthony Walker today about this. You know, do you guys feel like this is sort of bragging rights for the best defense in the NFL? And he did not go there. They have been locked down, I think. The Browns have been locked down. Don't say anything. Don't give them any bulletin board material. Don't get this thing revved up before you get over there. Let's just keep the peace and go do our jobs. That's that's the vibe that I'm getting. Not only Was that, he- Mary Kay, I think you you asked Anthony Walker a pretty innocuous question about Lamar Jackson. And AWOC started, like, praising him. And he even said, he stopped mid-sentence and he said, y'all aren't going to get me. Like, this team is so like worried about giving out bulletin board material you're right it's like they don't they don't say anything fun like those ravens guys do before they play right i mean it was completely uh has lamar jackson yes. elevated his game this year like, like the way the question was framed there was no way like a player no. could take that negative unless they really wanted to like give a no. negative answer for some reason so it was so funny it was so I good know. I think they're they're all on edge a little bit, perhaps, because that, like you said, that was just a, an opportunity to praise Lamar Jackson. And so, yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Yeah, these guys are locked down. I don't know what sort of discussions they're having in meetings or what Kevin is telling them, but they are they are they are keeping it tight. Let's put it that way. And and honestly, look, that works. It can work for some teams. Some teams it doesn't work for. To me, it's I kind of love the Ravens' attitude of like we don't care. We're gonna say what we say, and I'm sure they're careful. I'm sure I'm sure there's things they don't say, but I do kind of love that attitude of we're gonna say what we say, and then we're gonna go prove it on the field. Like Roquan Smith said that stuff before the first game, and the Ravens went out and absolutely destroyed the Browns. So you know, I, I get it because this Browns team, you've said it before, Mary Kay, they they tend to find things like this to get themselves fired up, but. I, I, there's something to this idea of like, let's just be confident enough in ourselves to say stuff and go back it up. But I don't know. It's worked for Bill Belichick, I guess, to not do it that way. <laughs> right. And as Kevin said, they have options at tackle over and over and over again. And I'm sure he'll say that again on Friday when he hasn't told us exactly what's going to happen at that position. You know what? I think there's going to be more. I, I still think that there's, one more thing that's going to be said before the week is out. And I don't know where it's coming from. I was going to say from, from which locker room? Well, I think it's going to have to come out of the Ravens locker room. Although <laughs> because, some there of their... be, because there'll be people in their locker room. <laughs> that's true too. Um, but, you know, most of their sort of big talkers have talked already. So I don't know, maybe Jadavian will say something or Odell. Maybe Odell or Jadavian will say something. Or maybe Todd Munkin will talk some trash. How about that? Maybe. What, if, what if Joel goes up there on Thursday and just <laughs> rants about the Ravens? And I don't know. Like, I could never imagine that happening. <laughs> like, like that Joel is funny. really good. Joel gives us good, colorful answers, but I could never imagine him doing anything like that. No, I, <laughs> Miles, I don't I mean, think so. Miles. Miles has Maybe. been pretty muted this year, but could he say something on Friday? Well, let's think about this for a minute. 
he already said something. Yeah, that's true. He already said something, but it hasn't made any kind of a ripple yet. They didn't ask Lamar Jackson about it, but Miles Garrett ranked Joe Burrow ahead of Lamar Jackson. And I'm telling you what, if he didn't get asked about it today, that doesn't mean he doesn't know about it because I'm sure that his mother told him about it or his sister or his brother or his aunt or his uncle or Patrick Queen or Jadavian or somebody. Um, somehow, some way, he knows that um, that Miles ranked Joe Burrow ahead of him, of him, and I think there was a method to Miles' madness. Sometimes Miles needs to give himself a little something to get a little juiced up about. Sometimes he likes to stir the pot, and I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, it'll be. Um, listen, this should be a fun game. Obviously, and if there's a little extra spice added in, in what some guys say, and I'm with you, there's no way Lamar Jackson didn't see that. Um, so if there's a little extra spice there, we'll take it. Uh, of course, we'll cover it all at cleveland.com slash Browns. Get subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find us on YouTube. Search Cleveland Browns on cleveland.com to get over there and get subscribed to that. Uh, and also find us on Instagram. Search Orange and Brown Talk. Become a football insider. Subscribe to cleveland.com slash Browns. The blue banner at the top of the page. For Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody. 